Are we on? Go ahead, Glenn. Let's get started. I got some computer problems. Go ahead. Uh, Girl, go ahead welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the uh, uh, podcast, the Had It podcast, and uh, on this uh, second day of December 2015, and we're here with our co-host, Jay Basser, and today our guest speaker is Glenn Johnson. He's with Champa uh, VA. And if you have any questions or comments, uh, feel free to call in. Our call-in number is 347-237-4819. So feel free to call in. Let us know you're here. And uh, uh, we'll be glad to take your question or comment. And how are you doing today, Glenn? I'm doing good, Gerald. Uh, thanks for having me on again, and uh, thanks for all you do for our veterans. Uh, I've gotten a couple of calls from your uh, people referred to me off of your website, so it is working. And I helped uh, a couple of guys get their benefits squared, or benefits for their their family members squared away, and had a couple of of uh, uh, billing issues that I helped them get squared away with, and. Uh, uh, let me go ahead and give my number. <clears throat> Excuse me. As I said earlier, I, I picked up a bit of a bug, <clears throat> so my throat's uh, uh, my throat, my voice are uh, uh, rapidly departing. Uh, but anyways, let me give you my number. Um, any of your folks got questions out there? Um, they're they're more than welcome to call me. Uh, I'm I'm very good about returning calls if I don't pick up immediately. Um, I would just like to say that my office is not a call center, and so uh, I've, I'm not here constantly to answer the phone, but if you leave a message and a phone number, I'll be more than happy to investigate your issue, or if I do pick up, I'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. So my number that rings at my desk in Denver is 303 303- Three three one seven eight six four. That's three zero three 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 one seven eight six four. Also, you can email me. My email is Glenn G L E N N dot Johnson J O H N S O N at VA Victor Alpha dot gov. That's Glenn G L E N N dot johnson j-o-h-n-s-o-n at va dot gov um and i'm very good about answering emails um or if if uh i'm going to have somebody solve your problem for you i'll probably have them answer you instead of me um but uh either way i'll be more than happy to tackle whatever issue you have um and and I've I've had a yeah I've gotten quite a quite a good bit of business from the com site and and I, I appreciate that that you guys have made that available to veterans to uh, uh, to get a hold of us. Well, the main thing is that we keep the veterans updated the best we can uh, with the most current information and any changes that might be transpiring. You know, that could be important to veterans. And, oh yeah. Uh, we're always happy to do that. I mean, that's uh, we want to have them make their decisions with the best information available to 
uh, possible to make good, solid decisions. Yeah, and and you know what? We we don't want anything more than our programs to work like like we envision them to. And so if there's something we can do to make that happen, uh, if there's something I personally can do to make that happen for your veterans and their family members, I'm, I'm more than willing to do it. Uh, especially now, you know, before we this show started, we were all talking about the call center here. Uh, we do have a champion call center. I'll give you that number. It's 1-800-733-8387. Uh, but we have a new phone system in and we have experienced some growing pains with it. Uh, what happened was our older phone system that we put in in 2003 um, had reached its capacity, and so we needed more lines and we needed more uh, uh, <clears throat> folks on the phone and a greater capability for handling the incoming calls. We get somewhere between six and 8,000 calls a day. Wow. And, yeah. Uh, and from all over the world, because Champ VA folks live and travel all over the world. Um, uh, so that uh, our old uh, our old system was kind of failing us, uh, simply because of the workload and the way we had it configured. Well, that company who built that for us, and and you know for many years that was a fantastic uh, fantastic phone system. Um, well, they don't have anything comparable now, and so uh, because we're the federal government, we had to put it out to bid. The people who bid on it and won the contract um, were not uh, – uh, <clears throat> we're, we're kind of cramming a square peg into a round hole. We wanted the same functionality and number of lines we had and all these different things, and uh, what they came up with uh, was really um, – at least preliminary usage has, has pointed to that it, it's not even as good as what we had to get rid of. So uh, there is issues on the phone, and uh, not to sound like we're making excuses, uh, we're also down in several hundred people here. Uh, the attrition rate has been reasonably high the last couple of years. We have people moving to better jobs in other parts of the government or other parts of the VA, and refilling those uh, 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 those positions has been a challenge for us. Uh, the statistic that we just put out not too long ago, months or so ago, was for every eight people we hire, we lose six within six months, um, and it takes two months to hire. So every month, once you get to a certain point, every month you're hiring three, eight people, six people have left, so you're really only hiring two. And when you have a several hundred uh, positions open, uh, like we did just recently, you, you're never going to get out of that hole hiring two people a month. It just ain't going to happen. So we've been working with uh, our, our human resource partners to get us a lot of uh, good, solid veteran candidates in here to hire. We've, we're doing a pretty good job at that, and we're hoping, you know, by spring or whatever, we're up to a level where we shouldn't have some of the problems we're having now with uh, extending uh, claims payment times and... Uh, 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 issues with the phone being busy, we, we should be right back on track and, and back on top, and I hope we are. So, do we have any questions? Uh, well, it sounds like your uh, uh, call center is starting to come back online, uh, or is it uh, going to turn into one of these deals like calling the 
PA regional offices. Uh, well, uh, that's we, we had that problem. That yeah, we had that problem with the with uh, going back to around 2002 uh, with the with the system previous to the one we just got out. We had call wait times in the 45 minute hour range, which is completely unacceptable. Um, and so we got the new system in, and we fixed that. That new system is, has just been overrun by the amount of business we have. you got to remember, in 2002, when we put the new system in, we only had 120,000 beneficiaries in the program. Right now, we're looking at half a million. So, yeah. So um, we, we stretched that one as far as we could take it, and, and we got the new one uh, that we're, we're, we're trying to settle up with. It's it's gonna square itself away and, and we'll get it we'll get back on track. But right now you may get a busy signal um when you call up. And if that's the case, I I wholeheartedly expect uh um uh, if you wanna write in and make a complaint or email us or whatever, you're you're more than welcome to. Uh just call us back. Uh hang up and call us back. Or like I said, you're you're welcome to call me. Um at the very least if I can't solve your problem myself, I can always assign it to somebody who can, and, and, and they'll do it for me, um, and, and they'll take care of you in, in, in a good, expedient manner. So don't don't lose heart, folks out there. We're 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 getting things back on track, and and there are people here that that are that will help you out no matter what. Um, we don't have any uh, questions from the audience yet. Uh, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about that have sort of come up again. Um, uh, one of those is uh, who's eligible to apply for, for Chant VA. Um, we've had a number of, of articles uh, printed about Champ VA or, or people blogging about Champ VA, um, and they are mostly correct, but they've led some folks astray. Um, one of the biggest bones of contention that we've had um, is the whole uh, permanent and total status. Uh, to be eligible for CHAMP VA uh, or to make their dependents eligible for CHAMP VA, the veteran has to meet certain criteria. One is they have to be rated permanently and totally disabled. Um, the other one is if they died of a service-connected disability, if they died uh, while being rated PNT, if they died on active duty but had not served long enough um, to be eligible for TRICARE, um, those are all uh, uh, the eligibility criteria for a veteran to get his family this, this uh, benefit. It's come out, um, and, and every year we have sort of a, an issue with it because there's a whole crop of people that, that sign up for the first time or think they're entitled to it. Um, there's a couple of things that have, have uh, come up um, again, but it's kind of a, there's a lot more instances of it these days, at least from what I've, I've been seeing. Look, being permanent in total does not necessarily mean 100%. And 100% does not necessarily mean permanent in total. You can be rated at 100% but not be permanent in total. I'll give you an example. If you have certain types of cancer where you're still receiving treatment or if you have uh, uh, a mental health issue 
example, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. You may be rated um, for those at, at, at 100%, or you may be getting a disability payment uh, based upon 100%. Um, but it may not be permanent in total, especially in the case of cancer. Um, basically, the VA will give you the 100% rating in terms of money, but it's not going to be a permanent rating because they fully expect you to be cured of your cancer. Um, so you could but be rated 100. Died of that cancer, Glenn. <clears throat> and then you'd be eligible if it was a service-connected disability. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Right. So if you have, um, uh, let's say you're a, a Vietnam-era veteran. You've got one of the types of cancer that's on the presumptive condition list associated with Agent Orange exposure. You're being treated for it. You're getting 100%, but you're not permanent in total because they expect you to be cured. If you die from that cancer while you're getting treatment for it and while you're not P&T, your family will still get be eligible for CHAMP VA uh, <clears throat> because it was a service-connected disability from which you, you passed away. Um, we have a, you know, uh, PTSD is, is, is one of the bigger ones, w w issues that we, we run into. As long as, you, <coughs> excuse me, as long as you're receiving uh, mental health care um, from a VA medical center uh, for that issue, most VA medical centers won't declare you permanent in total. They want you to get better, and the purpose of their, uh, uh, treatment for you is that you do get better. And so you may be getting 100%, but you may not be permanent in total. Um, now, conversely, you may be less than 100%, and you may be rated as permanent in total. Uh, the, uh, the example I like to give um, is I don't know if you guys are aware, but if you get your leg blown off below the knee, The federal government, i.e., the VA, is only going to rate you as 30% disability for each one of those lower legs that you lost. So if you lost both your lower legs, uh, each one of those is 30%, you're going to be rated as 60% disability rating. Okay. Uh, but those aren't growing back either. So you're going to get permanent in total with that. And permanent in total is, is really the uh, is is really the uh, uh, status that you need to achieve to get to get uh, uh, champ VA for your dependents. Um, if you look on your rating decision, if you're a veteran out there right now and you're questioning whether you have it, now I've just confused you worse. I hope I didn't, but if, if I've just confused you worse, here's here's a quick way to tell whether you have. Uh, uh, permanent and total status. If you look at your rating decision, um, by legally what they're supposed to say in there is actually the words permanent and total, or they're supposed to put a, uh, uh, a paragraph at the end of the rating decision that says, your family may be eligible for health care through the civilian health and medical program under the Department of Veterans Affairs, also known as CHAMP VA. Uh, for more information, and they give our 1-800 number. If that's there, then you've been rated as permanent in total. 
Um, or if it says Chapter 35 Benefits Granted or Chapter 35 Educational Benefits Granted. Uh, Chapter 35 Educational Benefits are actually benefits for your dependent children. Um, but to meet that criteria for Chapter 35, uh, you have to be rated permanent in total. So if it doesn't say permanent in total, anywhere in the letter that you get from the VA is your rating decision, but it says Chapter 35 benefits granted, then you're P&T. If it uh, has that CHAMP VA paragraph at the end, then you're P&T. And so those are two pretty quick ways to tell whether uh, you've been rated permanent in total or not. If you have your rating decision and it doesn't say any of that on there, you are still welcome to call your regional office and say, look, I need you to check my P&T status. I can't tell from my rating decision whether I am or not, and I'm trying to get champion benefits for my for my spouse and children. Uh, if you can get through to them, they should they should do that for you. They should be able to look it up immediately and tell you whether you're permanent or total. But that's yeah, permanent. I, uh, yeah. uh, excuse me, Glenn. I had no a had it member that uh, uh, he was asking about his boy. He wanted to call in today, but he had a, a doctor appointment at the VA. Sure. And uh, he's a hundred percent. But his boy was, uh, he was wanting to know if his boy would qualify for Champ VA. And uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask him about this Chapter 35. Well, I'm yeah, sure just ask him, if he's, ask him if he's permanent in total. Um, yeah. And uh, if he is, then the answer is yes, unless that is he a retiree or he's just a veteran? Uh, he's a veteran with okay. 100%. Yeah, we we have a caller in here, Glenn. If we can take him, uh, caller, are you in there? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hi. This Hello? is this is this Go is ahead. Buck's this is Buck's wife. Uh huh. Hey. I, I, I had a question. Uh, I have uh, been on Champ VA for probably thirteen years. And I've recently, of course, gotten out of uh, out of the kind of booted out of the Dallas VA hospital because they've closed all the specialty clinics to me. Okay. Um, so it's been kind of difficult for me uh, having to remodel all of my doctors and get care outside the VA hospital because I've always gotten it all there. Yes, but yes. I've recently had to go on disability. So my question is, uh, in, um, I will qualify for Medicare in two years, okay. and I'm 61 now. Yes, so how is this going to affect my CHAMP VA when I turn, uh, when I start getting Medicare through the disability benefits at 64 or 63? Okay. Well, actually, that's, that's an excellent question. Uh, it's one we get frequently. So here's the deal. At any time, when you become Medicare eligible, you must get Medicare Parts A and B, and you must keep mm -hmm. them. Okay. Okay, that's that's written into the law. There's no way around that. Um, and it's, you know, usually when you turn 65, we'll send you letters that say, hey, you're about to become Medicare eligible. But because you're going to do it, <clears throat> because you're going to get it before your, your 65th birthday based upon your disability, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as you get that Medicare, you're going to need to get that card and send us, uh, email us, email, um, send us, you either send it in the mail or you can fax it to us, um, a copy of your Medicare card that says you have parts A and B. Okay. Okay. Um, That's what I, I was expecting to be waiting on <laughs> y'all to tell me what to do when I got 65. Yeah, no, so, well, you, you're, yeah. you're you're going a little early, and our yeah. computer is, is set up, so when you turn 65, we're going to do it. You just got to do it a little bit early. So what you do is okay. when you become uh, eligible for Medicare, Okay. Uh, go down to the Social Security office, get your Medicare A and B, make a copy of that card, and send it to us and say, I now have Medicare, and okay. everything should be great. And what will happen is we're going to send you a uh, a new ID card. Okay. That will that will be good until your 120th birthday. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Give you something to shoot for. I hope it'll last. I hope the card is very durable. Well, I tell you, you know what I said? I, I put a suggestion into the employee suggestion program one time um, that said if we get anybody who reaches that 120-year mark and they need a new card, the new card we got to send them should be solid gold. Oh, yes. Well, I was yeah. going to ask you, I know you're not allowed to enclose your Social Security card in plastic, but would that be okay if I did that with the new Champ VA card? Oh, yeah, no, knock yourself out. <laughs> I don't have okay. a problem with that at all, and, and nobody else does either. Now, here, there's some great things that are going to happen for you um, okay. when when you become Medicare eligible. So the first thing okay. is um, the Medi- Medicare is going to become your primary payer. Okay. Okay, we're going to be secondary or tertiary, third, if you have Medicare supplement. Okay, first thing, don't get a Medicare supplement. Okay. Don't do that because what happens is we we become payer of last resort when you get a Medicare supplemental policy, so you're going to end up paying premiums for something we would already do for you for free. Right. So okay. don't get them. And, and there's going to be people that are that are going to bug you about it. You right. really need this. Well, you know what? If you didn't have Champ VA, you probably would need it, but you do, so you don't. So okay. don't let anybody talk you into that nonsense. Okay. The second thing is you're required to have Medicare Parts A and B, by law, okay, mm-hmm. but you do not have to get Medicare Part D. Oh, okay. Part D is the pharmacy benefit. Do not get that. Okay. And if somebody tries to strong arm you into doing it, um, some of the states, uh, Northwest was in particular kind of kind of mean about it. Oregon was kind of mean about it. They were forcing people to get this Medicare Part D. It was part of their their little process. You don't have to do it. And okay. you can tell them I have CHAMP VA, and I'm already getting a pharmacy benefit from the government, and I don't need you, and you shouldn't have to get it. If they continue okay. to bother you about it, call us up at our 1-800 number, and we will send you what's called a letter of creditable coverage. Okay. And, and basically, that letter... Um, is a letter with your name on it, but between us, the VA, and Social Security. And what it says is you need to leave this person alone. They already have a a federal uh, pharmacy benefit. They are receiving creditable coverage, and so they do not have to enroll in Medicare Part D, which is great because Medicare Part D costs a lot of money. Um, Mm 
Um, they have a donut hole. There's all sorts of issues with that program. You're going to skip that completely. Okay. Okay, so okay. Here's, the next gr- here's the next great thing that's going to happen to you. Okay. When you get Medicare and Medicare becomes primary, when you go mm-hmm. to a doctor and the doctor bills Medicare, um, Medicare has an agreement with us. We call it the crossover agreement. And it was signed in 2010. So when Medicare, when your doctor bills Medicare, Medicare automatically bills us for the remainder, so you should have no paperwork to do. Oh, gosh, that's great. Okay. So um, uh, what's going to happen is you go to the doctor, doctor bills Medicare, Medicare bills us. The only thing that's going to happen is you're going to get an EOB from us or a check from us if we owe you money, but you don't have to do any of the work. Wow, that's great. That's okay. great. Yep. Yeah, the other, that's great. Are you getting wow. meds by mail right now? Uh, you know, actually, I, I have not been, but oh. uh, I recently, because well, because I've been going to the to the VA hospital. Oh, yeah, okay, there you and, go. And yeah. they've been getting all my medicine, but <laughs> but just this last, well, actually, Monday, I had to contact them because I had to go outside the VA for treatment for, for uh, osteoporosis that I had been receiving at the VA. And they wouldn't. They just stopped and right in the middle of it. And so I had to get it outside. And the medication that they ordered for me is a special medicine uh, that I can't take because I can't take particular medications by mouth. And right. they called me and let me know my medicine was ready. And it was it was horribly high. I could not afford it. And it's like half of my disability check, you know. You and so I called meds by mail. They fixed me up, and it's going to be on its way. Yeah, so that's now what we want. On, Oh, it's wonderful. So now all the new doctors, I've got three more appointments this month with doctors in, in specialty clinics that I was seeing in the VA hospital that I'm going to now have to see outside. And any medicines that they're going to be taking over the management of, then I'm going to have all that done through meds by mail. So Excellent. I'm extremely satisfied with that, you know. Excellent. So uh, I'm trying. It's been a really difficult transition for me because I've, you know, I've been going there for so long and I've just had not to worry about anything. You know, I just go and, you know, and and I totally understand, you know, that the that the, you know, the veterans come first and they need to make room and and I totally understand that. I just wish that I had I had some help and you know, in the transition, and I would have had some guidance and a little warning, and <laughs> and I yeah. wasn't. I was just automatically said, you know, we can't make you an appointment. Sorry. Yeah. You know, hit when, the road, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? That that agreement we have um, with the city program is what you're talking about. Yes. Um, yes. The, the agreement we have with, with the uh, uh, various VA medical centers that participate in that is that they see you and we give them, we pay your bill to them uh, in discretionary funds, and, which means they can do anything they want with that, that money. And most mm-hmm. Dallas in particular, uh, we, we do a lot of business with them. Um, the no, no, you did a lot though, is, for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the problem with that particular program is, though, participation isn't up to us. If, if a hospital says, we're not doing this anymore, we're starting tomorrow, mm-hmm. um there's nothing we can do about it. We've had some really sad cases and some, and some needlessly sad 
cases, uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, which is just up the road from us, I had to go up there and give a very uh, a, a speech uh, uh, to the Champ VA folks out there because, you know, the, the VA Medical Center just sent a letter out that said, don't ever show up here again, and oh. which was crazy. And so I had to go up there and I had to get all the Champ VA folks around that city in one place and I actually got the uh, the director of the uh, uh, medical center to go out and and be an adult about it and fess up. And it, it was there was no reason to do it that way. But at the end yeah. of the day, if they don't want to participate, we we have no authority to make them. And well, you so know, we I'm do- fortunate. I'm fortunate enough that uh, I'm I can still have a primary physician. Uh-huh. Uh, I still can see the women's clinic. And I can still go to mental health, so those those three things I still have access to. Okay. So any if I have any problems with anything on the outside, I can always contact through my healthy vet. Uh, I can contact my primary doctor there at the VA hospital, and she can, you know, answer any questions or help me with anything that I might need that she can, you know, have access to for me. So yeah, okay. she's helping work, helping me work with my outside doctors, all that she can possibly do legally or whatever. You well, know, so. I'm glad to hear that. Now, here's here's some of the bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you become Medicare eligible, you can't go to the VA anymore. I knew that uh, yeah, from okay. from when I turned 65. I knew that. So that okay. I, and I did, that I just wasn't sure about the the disability thing. If that yeah, was no. Gonna, once Medicare becomes primary, they are the they run the run the run the game, not us anymore. So right, okay, um, okay. But so you so know, once, now did, once did, I get my go ahead. Did before we get too far down this particular path, uh, did you get my phone number? I think I think my husband has it. Okay, uh, Gerald has it. Uh, if if not, and, and here I'll I'll give it to you right now if you got something to write down. Okay, I'm been writing. Go ahead. Okay, it's three zero three. Okay. Three three one. You're welcome to call me anytime if you got issues, and I'll 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 try to help you out. See if I can okay. solve those for you. Or if you got well, my issues, just been finding champ v- people that take champ VA. You know, they're well, just so problems with it or just for some reason you know well that that's here's the deal uh you know there's there's about half a million people in champ va which Mm -hmm. is 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 a big size city's worth of people but in the greater scheme of things it's next to nothing like i'll give you an example uh our sister program tricare with the department of defense has 28 million people in it wow yeah and we got 400 Four hundred and I think eighty thousand right now. Um, so most people who don't want to take Champ VA, they don't know what it is. And so um, online is a. Uh, uh, and I'm going to punch it up while we're talking here. Uh, online we have a uh, great fact sheet, and the fact sheet is was written specifically for office managers. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you the nomenclature as soon as I get to it. And what it does is it tells exactly who we are, how to bill us, how fast they're going to get paid, what our reimbursement rate is, all of that. If you show that to most doctors, office uh, managers, 
or most doctors, they go, okay, I get it. Don't worry about it. We're, they'll take Champ VA. But here's, I might here's start the, a program and just pass them out all over Dallas. And there you go. <laughs> I, I encourage that, frankly, because the more people who know about it, um, the uh, the better it is. And uh, uh, okay, here it is, right here. It is called. That's coming up. Anyways, I, I would love for you to to go pass those out. Um, I would. And well, I clicked on the wrong one here. But this is a pretty handy uh, uh, fact sheet. Where is it? Come on, Glenn. Um, okay, while we're talking, I'm going to look for it. Okay. Uh, I currently have a, su- a supplemental insurance uh, for Champ VA, so, um, and I don't Can think I it's kicked something? in yet. So as soon as I get my uh, qualify for uh, my Medicare, then I can drop the supplemental to Champ VA, correct? Because I won't need that yeah. anymore. Well, okay. I you, you could just just for my own curiosity, do you get good value out of that that Champ VA supplemental fund? I don't I don't really know yet because I had to wait six months before I could actually use it. Uh, so I had to pay six months worth of premiums at $74 a pop uh, but for, for pre-existing conditions because all I go for are pre-existing conditions. Yeah. And so now it suddenly became, you know, where I can and there, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't, I've, they file on it and uh, it's, here it is the end of the year and uh, I was recently spent one night in the hospital for pneumonia which should have took up their deductible which is two hundred and fifty dollars and here it is december so you know <laughs> i don't know i don't know how it's going to come out i'm going to reassess it this in january and see what happens okay all right well if you go online there's a fact sheet called zero one dash one five it says participating providers okay you can give them that one and that that tells who we are and uh, uh, all those different things. Um, that's that's a good one to do it. We used to have one called zero one dash one six, and I, I can't seem to find it on online right now. Um, zero one dash one five. Okay. Yeah. Um, Is that the, and that's under Champ VA. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And that's yeah. It's it's on the right hand side of the page. Um, I'm okay. trying to find the other one. Uh, let's see. We have a, a page now called Locating a Provider, which is good. Oh, um, okay. If you go to the Champ VA page and and, and uh, there's now a section called Locating a Provider, and it tells gives you some good tips on how to find that. Okay. Um. But here's the deal. At the end of the day, especially once you turn Medicare eligible, there are there aren't a ton of people that aren't taking Medicare. And because of the crossover agreement, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether they take Champ VA or not. They're not going to have to do the billing. They're going to bill Medicare. Medicare is going to bill us, and that's going to be the end of it. So 
So oh, okay. you don't even really have to tell people you have Champ VA once you get Medicare. Just say, I got Medicare. Oh. If they ask, there's Champ VA. But I would tell them, don't worry about it. Medicare bills Champ VA. And right. so it's it's no extra work for them. Oh, so okay. it's well, That's uh, great. It should be much easier for you once you become just Medicare eligible to find a doctor. Well, you gave me a million dollars worth of information. I sure appreciate it, Glenn. Oh, you're you're. Um, I, I didn't catch your name. You said you were Buck's wife, but I didn't hear. Yeah, a name. Brenda. My name's Brenda. Brenda. Yeah. Okay. And uh, well, Buck said to tell John and Jerry hello, and to tell you hello. Oh, well, hello, Buck. <laughs> um, anytime well, you want to call me, you go ahead and do that, and I'll I will make sure I get an answer for you, or 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 uh, solve your problem if I can do it. I absolutely will. I've got you in my book. Awesome. Okay, thanks a lot, Glenn. I appreciate it. In, in fact, you know what, Brenda? When, mm-hmm. when you be, when you become Medicare eligible, anytime you want, you can call me. But when you make sure you call me right before you become Medicare eligible, and we'll go over exactly what you need to do um, okay. to get you squared away. Okay. Okay, I sure will. All right. Okay. Thanks a bunch. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for calling in, Brenda. <coughs> Well, now, there you go. That's some good information. And uh, also, she asked questions that would be beneficial for other veterans, too. Yeah, that's 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 what you want. You want somebody to ask a question that's really – that was a good money question, most of those, for me, anyway. Yeah. They, they yeah. covered a lot of things. Um, and in my explanation, I, I get to tell a lot of things. So I hope I hope a lot of people got it. And I hope more people call in, frankly. Um so yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so um, one of the other things besides the hundred percent rule that's that's come up lately is uh, about meds by mail. Now, meds by mail is a program. If you have Champ VA and no other health insurance with a pharmacy benefit, um, uh, the VA us meds by mail will send your medications to you for free. Um, they'll send it in the mail. You don't have to pay postage. You don't have to do anything. The only there, there's a couple of caveats. We can't deliver to a PO box, and we can't uh, send Class Two narcotics. Uh, the DEA says that's a no go. So other than that, though, we'll send you just about any drug we have in our formulary. Uh, we'll even do insulin and and diabetic supplies. We have uh, syringes testing strips, and if you need insulin, we'll send it to you in a cold pack overnight. So that's uh, uh, that, that's a great benefit. Uh, one of the things about that program that was kind of a, uh, a pain in the neck in the past was the fact that doctors could not send in uh, electronic subscri- uh, prescriptions or refill prescriptions electronically, and I'd like to put out to your folks now that that has changed. So... Um, if you want to get your medications for free through the mail and you have a new medication from your doctor, uh, I suggest you call uh, uh, Meds by Mail um, just to ensure they got what this guy wants to prescribe and um, let the doctor know that he can send the prescription straight there electronically so you don't have to go through that whole uh, wet signature, hard copy, you know, copy it, fax it, do all that stuff. The doctor can just do it for you now. So that's that's a good plus. 
Um, and it's working pretty smoothly from what I understand. When they transitioned over to that, um, they were uh, sort of dreading the avalanche of electronic uh, submissions that were going to come in, but it really apparently didn't it didn't put a dent in the way they did business at all, and everything's worked out quite well. So any of your listeners who are... Who are I know uh, I use it, Glenn, and, yeah. uh, because my doctor here and down, uh, because I'm, I'm about 50 miles away from my nearest VA uh, facility, uh-huh. and uh, it's just an outpatient clinic, but my doctor here... I arranged it where he packages my uh, script over to them, and they they have a field uh, uh, down in Muskogee, and uh, they send it by mail. So uh, and and they pack information back and forth uh, between my primary care and my doctor here, and that's worked out terrific for me. Well, good. I'm glad. That's that's the way it's supposed to be. And you know, the VA has an extraordinary uh, amount of bargaining power with, with big pharmaceuticals. We're the largest healthcare network in the in the world, basically single healthcare network in the world. Uh, we see more people than anybody else anywhere, and so we have the ability to get some of these drugs uh, uh, really cheap and pass that along. Uh, uh, to the taxpayer by getting our, our vets free meds and, and other things, and or really super low uh, copays and that sort of thing. So uh, it's great when we come up with these ideas and they actually work and they benefit the veteran. Because uh, that's what we're shooting for. That's what we want to have happen. Um, and I'm glad it's working out for you, Joe. Well, it uh, it it's happened within the last few years. I think originally it was that you had to take a hard copy down there to them. They wouldn't take a fax. And, yeah. And, and all this and that. And finally, they, uh, uh, you know, I could understand some people abusing it, but uh, once they realize you're not going to abuse the system, and your doctor's sending in what, you know, what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, I haven't had an issue once they started accepting their scripts, and it was it all just come together, and it made the world a difference. Yeah. Well, most of the you know most of the medications that people get aren't uh, aren't class two narcotics. Um, and that's really, you know, the, the whole narcotic line is what uh, the DEA is very worried about. Um, it has become, uh, uh, especially opioid use, has become a, a serious problem and issue in the country as as well as amongst veterans. And so they're very, they want to be very careful about um, not letting people exploit any loopholes or uh, or things like that to get a lot of it and maybe sell it or give it away or, or abuse it themselves. And so, you know, those are the things you can't mail in the mail. But everything else, you know, why not have an electronic? Why not catch up to the 21st century and have electronic prescriptions? Because, you know, I, I, go to, uh, I go to Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, I don't want to tax the VA even though I'm a veteran. I I get paid a lot of money, and so I go to Blue Cross Blue Shield, and you know what? They don't have a problem with it. 
And my doctor doesn't have a problem sending that stuff out electronically. So not allowing veterans and their family members in our programs to be able to do that just seem kind of kind of behind the times and maybe a little capricious, actually. No, I think it is, yes. Uh, mine even packs blood work back and forth. If I oh, blood nice. Work, uh, blood work done at the uh, VA clinic. Uh, they'll fax the results to my doctor here. And that way I'm not doing blood work one day at one and one day at the next day at another. You can run pretty low on blood. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really been beneficial. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad that's working out for you. Um, do we have any more questions out there, maybe? Uh, John, you got any questions? Uh, my question is, I'm going to take a cruise. What yes, do sir. I need to do if, if I if I get on a cruise ship that's yep. flagged by another country and I become ill? Yep. I don't think my insurance the VA is going to pay. What do I do? Well, that's that. The VA actually will pay if it's if, if it's related to your service-connected disability. Um, and you guys are all Vietnam guys, right? Well, Ben there. Okay. Well, um, there's, there's hmm. well, we have a program called the Foreign Medical Program, and it's it's available online. All you have to do is uh, Google it, and it'll or go to the uh, VA website, and uh, um, it'll look under programs for veterans. It's called the Foreign Medical Program. If you uh, uh, want to live or travel overseas and you're signed up for the foreign medical program, any uh, uh, illness you have related to your service-connected disability or an illness that will aggravate a service-connected disability, uh, the VA will pay for 100%. So if you have, I'll, I'll give it, and we're pretty good about making connections. Um, if you have uh, uh a hearing this well I'll give you an example. We had a guy in Italy, an older gentleman, World War Two guy, uh veteran. Uh he stepped off the curb, got hit by a car, he did not hear the car coming, he had uh service connected hearing issue. We paid for everything that went wrong with him. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have guy we had a we had a gentleman who lived in Panama, um, had uh Severe post-traumatic stress disorder. He uh, uh, had a drinking problem associated with that. He got cirrhosis. We paid for the cirrhosis. It was part of a problem he got that was aggravated by his service-connected disability, and we paid for it. Um, if you have some sort of a veteran, uh, a service-connected disability that, that compromises your immune system and you get sick overseas, or the VA gives you medic medication, uh, for that uh, problem, and you have a compromise a problem, and you have a compromised immune system. Well, then that is aggravated that by your uh, service-connected disability will pay for it. Now, we will try to make that connection, and we we do. We are quite successful at doing those. But some things, you know what? If you want to go on safari to Botswana and you get yellow fever, you're on your own, man. You know. Uh, the VA is probably not going to pay for that. 
Um, and you'll you'll probably end up incurring whatever cost is associated with that illness. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the foreign medical program is available for you, and that will pay... Uh, that will pay for any sort of illness you have um, associated with a service-connected disability on on board a, a flagged ship. Now, Champ VA is a little bit different. Champ VA will pay whatever on any ship in any country. Well, not any country. There's There are now currently three uh, countries we won't pay for. Uh, we won't pay for North Korea. We still won't pay for Cuba right now, and we won't pay for uh, health care claims from Iran uh, because we have sanctions against that country. But every place else, uh, and you, you feel like you need to go take the Trans-Siberian Railroad and you fall off the caboose and hurt yourself as a champion veteran, uh, beneficiary, uh, we'll pay for that. Well, what if you took a trip to Iraq and uh, got yourself shot? And uh, you were suffering from TBI. Uh, 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 you had a traumatic brain injury, and you could say, "Look, I wasn't. I didn't even realize where I was at." You could probably get us to pay for that. In fact, I'm, I, I would be reasonably confident you would do that, unless you were doing something illegal. Now, here's the deal: I don't think that. TBI, PTSD, or any number of things that may affect your sense of judgment uh, exonerate you from doing something criminal. So uh, we, if you went over there and joined ISIS and got shot, oh, we're, we're probably not paying for that, you know. All right, I'll, I'll let you get away with that one. I think you talked yeah. about playing cowboys and ISIS over Glenn. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, that's, you know, there's been several very, very uh, uh, prominent news stories, especially about those guys going over, uh, ex-soldiers going over and fighting with the Kurds, mm-hmm. right? Fighting with the Peshmerga against ISIS. Um, uh, if you could claim TBI or some sort of a, uh, a mental illness that did that, I- I'm-, I'm betting you could probably get us to pay for it if you were in the foreign medical program. I don't know for a fact. It's never come up, frankly. Well, that's it might. <laughs> and I hope it doesn't, frankly. Look, you know what? Yeah. Uh, we, we we got professional folks to do all that stuff for us. You let them go do it. Yeah, you, you veterans out there, you did your bit. Stay home and make this country strong. Uh, not worry about what's happening over there. Take care of your families, yourselves, and your country. And... Uh, uh, Leave leave the fight over there to uh, the coalition in the Peshmerga. Yeah. Yeah, that was just a scenario. I could almost see that happening, but uh, I'm glad I, to hear it hasn't happened. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not happened to, that I'm aware of, because it would come through our office if somebody if somebody said, you know what. I had TBI from my time in Afghanistan. I came back. I was having mental uh, illness episodes. I felt I needed to go and do something in Syria. Uh, they took off and did something there. First of all, that may may actually be illegal, um, but let's say it wasn't, and they went to fight with an ally or something. Uh, even then, 
wow, that's kind of a hard road to hoe. Uh, I think if you had a bona fide TBI or or uh, uh, diagnosed PTSD, we would certainly make some allowances for that sort of behavior. But really, at the end of the day, look, man, you're a veteran. You've already done your bit if you've got a TBI. How about sitting this one out and just plowing on with your life over here would would be my two cents, frankly, and just my two cents. Well, let's keep her fingers crossed. Oh, I know. Everybody stays home. Uh, keep them home and keep our veterans safe. That's that's what I'm advocating. Uh, but the Foreign Medical Program is a pretty ingenious program, and we have a uh, a number of people. The Foreign Medical Program, unlike you know Champ VA, if you have Tricare, you can't have Champ VA, and uh, you can't choose between the two. For the Foreign Medical Program, we have a lot of veterans who live in particular Central America, uh, where it's quite affordable to do. Uh, also in Greece, we have quite a few. It's quite affordable there. And what they do is they use TRICARE for everything unless it's something that's service-connected, in which case they use the foreign medical program because we pay 100%, where TRICARE has a cost share, uh, copay associated with it. Um, there's no copay or cost share associated with the foreign medical program. So we, get a, we have a, a goodly number we have about 25,000 people signed up for that program worldwide. It doesn't cost you to sign up for it. And if you have any kind of a service-connected disability and think you may travel uh, or maybe even retire overseas, it doesn't hurt to sign up. It doesn't cost anything. You earned it by being a veteran. So I encourage all veterans to sign up for that if they can, if they can uh, get the paperwork done and sh- send it into us. It's only one page. It's not even, it's not like Champ VA where you got to send in, uh, you know, the application, the OHI statement, your rating decision, the DD-214, your marriage certificate, your birth certificate, your, you know, you have to do all that. Just fill out the one paper that's here online in the foreign medical program and send it to us and you're in and it covers you uh, for a lot of things. So I, I highly encourage people to do that. Now on the TRICARE... Uh, Glenn, uh, now they could use a supplemental on the TRICARE, couldn't they? Yeah, you can always use a supplemental in the TRICARE if they wanted to, uh, living overseas. I mean, that's that's always an option. Um, uh, but the, the point I was trying to make really was, yeah, I suppose if you wanted to use the supplemental, you wouldn't pay for either way. Um, or very little, but yeah, the the point I was trying to make is some people, especially Vietnam veterans who have that list of 43 presumptive conditions, and related to those, all the different things. Um, there's a lot of guys that get their health care overseas completely for free from us, based upon uh, the foreign medical program, and uh, uh, we we uh, we're, we're pretty good about uh, uh, taking our taking care of our vets that way. We pay uh, the build amount. Um, we pay the uh, uh, the veteran. So in very rare cases, the doctor may bill us, but most doctors around the world don't bother to bill the VA, you know. Um, and in some of the countries, I'll tell you what, England, both England and Canada, we've got a reciprocative uh, 
program where if you're in Canada, you can go to the Canadian VA and not pay. Oh, that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they can come to our VA. Um, and if you go to England, it's the same way. You can use I. You can use their system as well. Um, well, that 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 might be an option for you if you're living or traveling overseas. I know I had a lot of guys in the Navy that when they got out, they all got out and packed through their sea bags away, hopped on an airplane, went back to the Philippines to live. Yeah, I have uh, my roommate in college uh, was a submariner, and uh, he got over to Australia and and met a gal, and as soon as he as soon as he uh, his enlistment was up, he ditched it all and flew to Australia, and he's been there ever since. Yeah. You can live like yep. a king in the Philippines on VA <laughs> Well, here's here's the deal now uh, in the Philippines, and this is I'm glad you brought that up. It used to be if you were in the Philippines, we would not pay a claim for the foreign medical program because of the uh, VA uh, medical facility in Manila. Right. Uh, but that became uh, it was way overburdened uh, if you didn't live on the same. Uh, what is that, Mindanao? Mindanao. The island? Okay, if you, yeah, if you didn't live on Mindanao, trying to get to that VA medical facility from another island could take you several days. And uh, so we recently changed that. If you're a veteran and you're in the Philippines, um, you can go through uh, fee basis care, basically the Choice Act, and go out in the economy, and foreign medical program is going to pay that bill, process that claim. Oh. So it does work hand in hand with the Choice Act. That's a great bit of information. Yeah, uh, over in the Philippines it does. Yeah, uh, because it became part of uh, what was it was originally fee basis care. Then it was non called non VA care. Then it was uh, Choice Act, and now I hear the new name is going to be care in the community. Either way, it's all the same program. But before, where you couldn't use the foreign medical program over there, you had to go to the the clinic if you could get to it. Now, um, uh, you can go out on the economy and they can send us the bill, and we'll pay it. That's a good deal. What I'd like to see with the Choice Act eventually is uh, if a veteran, if say if a veteran travels a lot, we got a lot yeah. of vets I know that are full full time RVers. You know, they'll 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 be in Denver one day or they'll be in California the next day. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard on them. You know, it's hard on them just just to even go to the doctor and stuff. So, I like to see that be able to use that choice act more f- for that situation. Yeah. Well, um, they, as you and I talked about right before the uh, uh, program, um, they have introduced into Congress uh, some modifications to the Choice Act, which should make it. Uh, easier for everybody to use. Congress is mulling it over right now, and so we'll see what happens with that. Well, we'll invite you back on another show here pretty soon, Glenn. Maybe when we get everything lined up about the Choice Act, you, well, you, you might what. be the best person to, to explain that. Well, here's the deal. Um, if When we finally get some uh, concrete uh, processes in place from this new uh, um, proposal they've sent to Congress, let me know, and I'll get somebody from that program to come on and, and do the show. And then you can That's get it awesome. straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, 
that's what we like. That'd be a big hitter. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. what we try to do is we try to give these veterans the best information out there. And uh, thanks to good folks like you and a couple other folks, get you know we get some good stuff. Yeah, but so, the drill, buddy, we're out of time. Okay. Well, Glenn, we appreciate you coming on and looking forward no to you coming back on. Uh, it's been a really great show. You gave out some terrific information and and uh, we appreciate all the listeners out there and. And if you happen to be on the Hat website, be sure to hit that donate button and donate a dollar or two to poor old T-Bird. She could use it to help keep things running. And uh, that'll be, this will be Gerald Cook and Jay Basser. We'll be signing off for now. Thanks, Quinn. Yep, you're welcome. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Master Show.